G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Some of us will be able to remember a time when certain ways that you presented yourself or went to a party were done in good faith and were a whole lot of fun. And a lot of us might have even been a part of church youth groups where on a church camp you would have had the boys dressing up as girls and the girls dressing up as boys and those sorts of things these days. There's a little bit of a taboo, you might say, that is now attached to those. But there are plenty of movies in times gone by where it's been quite a lot of fun to think of people who were impersonating women. And uh, I know that Bill Muhlenberg has been reflecting on one of his family's favourite movies called Some Like It Hot. Some of us all remember the movie starring Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe, and it was a really popular film. Some of those things have turned and changed in recent times, and Bill's been reflecting on the change. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Always great to be here. Bill, it did seem innocent, didn't it? Uh, Back in the mid-20th century, movies like Some Like It Hot, uh, men dressing up was women. That was quite a, you know, an entertaining thing, wasn't it? Oh, well, it was. Oh, innocent fun, light-hearted fun. We knew knew it was a game and you know it was fine in that sense uh for those who know not much about the 1959 film two guys lemon and curtis in trouble with gangsters in the 1920s chicago so to get away from them they dress up as women join an all-female band and the, the mayhem and laughter goes on from there so the point i'm making to even write about it which might seem odd is of course times have changed things are different today um today sadly it's no longer fun in games we don't just do dress-ups anymore female impersonation now we actually believe a guy can wake up one day and say you know I'm actually not a guy. I'm a, I'm a girl, and I'm going to start growing my hair, putting on dresses, but do a whole lot more than that, right? The whole uh, medical procedures and so on. Worse yet for the children, right? Three, four, five-year-old kids have been so steeped in just the last few years of the whole trans revolution that they can come out tell their parents, hey, I'm in the wrong body or the wrong sex. Do something now. And the whole push is this kind of affirmation therapy that is if they say it at four years old well they must be right we have to go with it fully do the social transitioning in the early years and then the medical physical bits a little bit later on so some like it hot is gone some like it crazy i mean we've moved full tilt from what we knew was just silly fun to now taking it dead serious and the guys who are in trouble People like you and me, if we say, wait a minute now, can a man actually become a woman? Can, you know, is this even physically, biologically possible? 
So, yeah, things have changed. So my late wife uh, would be rolling in her grave now to know her fave movie uh, is now, well, you know, we've turned it on its head. And those who might remember more recent times, uh, coming back to the 1980s, which for some is still a long time ago, mm. uh, the androgyny of some of the musical performers uh, that yeah. so many of us have as part of our memories, people like Boy George, uh, there was a certain sense in which that seemed like a bit of fun at the time too. Uh, that was just a little creativity out on the edge and getting the attention of a musical marketplace. Uh, but that seems to have developed into something now much more serious, Bill. Yeah, well, certainly that era, uh, was, it was getting there more, you know, sexual ambiguity and maybe more overt stuff uh, another obvious candidate right uh, david bowie the androgynous look and feel and sound and everything although interestingly i've written about him he, he later looked back on that whole period and almost kind of disowned it he didn't like it he didn't really, didn't really want it but as you say that was 80s uh today well no again it's it's completely swung the other way we take it dead seriously, and anybody who dares to oppose it is going to get into a lot of trouble. So things have changed big time, and uh, sadly, again, it's the children. Uh, one of my recent pieces, in addition to this, I look at a Queensland doctor. She was saying, look, eight years ago even, I was not finding any kids, you know, coming to me saying I'm in the wrong body or wrong sex. But today, she's getting heaps. So again... Adults pushing an agenda, uh, well, women being erased, obviously, in sport, but children being harmed because of all this. In fact, uh, just at dinner the other night with a friend uh, who was sharing that there were some challenges within his own family around these mm. things, and it's becoming so much more commonplace. And uh, I've heard from school teachers. Uh, that in the playground, uh, children are behaving a whole lot more different uh, to the way that you might have expected boys to behave and girls to behave in times gone by. So something really has arrested our culture, hasn't it? Sure has. And again, when you have everything working against you, popular culture, music, TV, movies, everything pushing an agenda item, used to be, what, 30, 40 years ago, the whole homosexual thing, so even though the 10% myth was, uh, you know, dealt with, you know, one or 2%, maybe the population, but simply when you get drowned in this tsunami of, you know, everybody plus your uncle is gay, well, more people will experiment. Same here with the whole trans thing. If it's being pushed in your face everywhere from the earliest of ages, well, yeah, we're getting all kinds of confused young people who can't even really deal with this, right? Even as a 10-year-old, they're not in a position to really think through this and what's all this about. But goaded on by adults and activists, uh, yeah, we're seeing a rise in the number of kids. It seems everywhere today kids are saying, I think I'm in the wrong body. And as we say, the affirmation uh, approach is what, well, hospitals, clinics, doctors, many are pushing. And those who dare to question this, like the Queensland uh, expert, uh, they will be given the boot. So feel sorry for our young people and the confusion they're now facing. I've occasionally said this over the years, Bill, that uh, there is a position that Christians have 
in holding to male and female being created in the image and likeness of God, uh, yeah. which is actually on the side of people who struggle with their sexuality. And that is around these issues of doctors, because when doctors can't tell you the biological uh. truth, then no one wins. It's not as though the uh, LGBTQI plus people <laughs> are winners because they are affirmed. They're actually the losers because mm. no one, even with medical and biological authority, can tell them the truth. So someone has yeah. to speak up. And, uh, of course, this one you're talking about in Queensland uh, now has a threat to her own position and her professional career. Yeah, well, that's right. And this gal, uh, as I say in my article, I discuss her at length as well. Uh, well, she actually says probably that most of my colleagues, you know, agree with me. Most of my, you know, fellow doctors and psychiatrists and pediatricians agree, but they're all afraid to speak out right now. There's such a penalty and such a anathema if you dare to question the trans agenda you can lose your job you can be silenced you can uh, well you can be fined in places even thrown in jail the same thing that happened 20 30 years ago we warned about the homosexual agenda if we embrace that there will be consequences same thing is now happening with the trans thing so even though the majority may uh, yet, as professionals know, this is wrong. We're not supposed to do harm, certainly not harm children. You spend time with them, with the parents. You, you talk through. You try to investigate. You don't just rush into an affirmation approach. Uh, we're turning medicine on his head. So even though the bulk may not be happy with it, few will speak because they know there's going to be consequences. Arming yourself ahead of time, Bill, if you're a parent and you have young children and you recognise they are being influenced by the things they're hearing in the playground, the things they're seeing on the media they're viewing, the social media, uh, these sorts of things, if you're a Christian parent, you're just as likely to be swept along in this current as anybody is. What are your thoughts here for how Christian parents might be a little bit prepared for some of the challenges they're going to face when it comes to their own children? Yeah, well, it's tough. I mean, it's not just this. It's a whole range of, right, secular left uh, inundation of all ideologies, all agendas being pushed on young people, school, media, education, arts, you name it. Uh, so it's not just the trans thing. So what do you do? I get asked this all the time, right? I say often, well, look, maybe homeschooling is why so many people are, you know, looking at that option. They, you know, if you send your kid to a public school, certainly, uh, well, it's almost inevitable that you're going to be have your kids exposed to this. So for some might be homeschooling, but even there, uh, you know, they'll still get uh, exposed to this. There's one meme uh, making the round on the social media, a little daughter with her mother cooking in the kitchen. And uh, the daughter says something about, Mom, I think I'm a boy. And the mother looks and says, well, you're not, dear. And, you know, just go on with uh, let's make these cookies. Uh, you know, there is, uh, as they get older, there can be confusion, mental, emotional issues that have to be dealt with, but you don't rush headlong into medical procedures, lopping off bits, trying to staple bits on. Uh, you deal with the mental, emotional questions that a child might have. So, yeah, 
Christian parents affirming with their kids early on, hey, what does Genesis say, right? God made us male and female, and that's always got to be the plan. So affirmation for the Christian parent is going to start with the thing that isn't changing any time, and that is what's coming out of Genesis chapter 1. But there's a very significant and growing body of evidence around people detransitioning. Yeah. It's the, yeah. oops, I've made a mistake, and yeah. we're trying now, doing all we can to reverse the lifelong effects that happen when you go down that uh, that pathway of being trans. But the detransitioning evidence is growing, and I guess mm. that's available, but somehow or other you've got to search for it because yeah. it's not being foisted on us in the same way the other propaganda is. No, no. Oh, it's being hidden. It's being uh, suppressed. They're the invisible people, right? Nobody wants to know they exist, just like they don't want to know there are ex-homosexuals. So, yeah, it's a whole new industry, a growth industry. You talk about those who are unhappy with a tattoo, so tattoo removal or maybe botched or unwelcome cosmetic surgery. You know, these are growth industries. It's the same here. People were talked in, especially as kids, talked into going down these paths, and now they realize they made a horrible mistake. But, of course, well, most of these physical changes are irreversible. You cannot right? You cannot undo what's been done. You'll probably be sterile the rest of your life among so many other negative consequences. So yeah, huge area, but those voices are not being heard. So certainly I try to give voice on my website. Uh, Kiralee Smith with her binary website does the same, many others. So they're the new invisible people we have to be a voice for, right? Just as in the past, blacks were, you know, uh, seen as uh, not being really there. Uh, the unborn seen as not there today. Those who are unhappy with their transition, uh, they need a voice and they need to be uh, championed because uh, the media, the mainstream won't go with them. Well, let me point listeners to a couple of articles that you've written this week, Bill. Uh, one of them, uh, really, around coming back to what we started talking about at the beginning of our conversation, uh, talking about the movies, Some Like It Hot, uh, dating back to, I think you said, 1959, uh, yeah. at a time when female impersonators uh, was quite innocent and a whole lot of fun. But things have changed through the decades, and uh, things are quite challenging now. Though uh, Those articles, one is called Say No to Today's Female Impersonators, and another article called Silencing Trans Dissent. You'll be able to find those at billmuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Uh, Bill, good insights as always. Thanks so much for sharing those with us today on 2020. Thanks again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.